we very much appreciate uh, the transparency of, of this question. Uh, it's from a single mom who's been widowed, and she says, What do you do when sassiness is coming out during misbehavior? My eight-year-old daughter's favorite ending to battles is whatever, and I'm at my wit's end. And then the partner in crime, my six-year-old son, follows suit. All I want to do is dig a well and put my head in it and not come back up. And, oh, wait, did I mention eye-rolling, too? What is the best way to deal with that? I found myself doing threats, which is so unhealthy, and yes, I yell and scream, too. Please help. <laughs> um, you know, first of all, I just want to identify with all those feelings of, of just like, okay, everything I'm trying is, is, is not working. And I just want to get out of here. Like, can I just leave? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm recalling a time with our young kids back some years ago. I wasn't in a grieving process at the time, um, which is also complicating here. But um, I was overwhelmed. And I, I literally had to leave. Like, get me out of here. And I had the luxury of being able to get out because the kids were with you, Lynn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, and you know, I I virtually had a breakdown. So these are these are feelings that are familiar, and and we understand them. Um, I will say that my turning point for this was really to go to that foundational place, that that place of just understanding who am I and whose am I and what really matters here. Uh, it's not my kids acting the way I need them to act in order to feel sane. It's Jesus, Jesus' love for me. Um, and and uh, back in those days, I remember walking around the block with, with just a couple of key verses from Philippians 4. Um, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I, to say it to myself at the time was like, oh, I don't want to hear that again. I can't do that. But I just say it over and over again. And then a little later in Philippians 4, it says, um, um, be anxious in nothing, but let God's peace, which transcends understanding, guard my heart and my mind. And I just played those tapes over and over, those verses over and over again in my mind, um, said them out loud in the, whenever I could get away, when, when I was in those crazy days. So, I mean, the starting point wasn't even about what do I do with the kids. It was what do I do with me? Mm-hmm. How can I be okay when my kids are not, when their kids are acting out? They may be acting out some of their grief, and they don't know how to do that. They, Who knows what um, is going on on the surface for them to be struggling like that. But um, to just be able to say, I am okay. My kids are not my report card. That phrase helped me mm-hmm. a lot. I can remember standing in, in uh, I don't know if it was Walmart at the time or whatever, when they were having a big meltdown and just thinking, oh, it's just another chance to practice getting my value from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a lot of those. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and from that place of just tr- working harder and harder uh, to trust in the Lord, and, and um, to let God's love and grace define me. You know, then, then some of the scripts that we were learning at the time, some of the different ways of engaging with our kids when they were struggling came more naturally. And, mm-hmm. and you know, one of the phrases, when kids would be defiant, when they would be rebellious, um, I- instead of telling them not to feel that way or you shouldn't do that or you can't do that, um, 
you know, one of the phrases was then this connective phrase. It was an empathetic phrase, which is, it's just, this is really hard, isn't it? It's hard for me, I know. If it's hard for me, I'm sure it's hard for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that would, that would help the kids see we're in this together, not that it's me against them, but that we've got a common issue that we're working on here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and to, to be thinking in terms of they're trying, they're, they're doing probably the best they can to communicate discouragement, frustration, um, mm-hmm. feeling internally out of control. So that uh, it, it's, a, it's a payoff for them to be able to control your emotions, not because they, they want to take stuff out on you, but because they feel out of control. And so they're looking for the person that they care about the most to have a strong mm-hmm. emotional connection with them. And so if they're internally stressed, it's kind of like they want, you know, if you, they can get you to join them, <laughs> they feel joined and it actually sh- reduces uh, a person's stress chemical to feel joined in their stress. Mm-hmm. So they're going to naturally tend to do that. So if they're struggling in life at this point right now, they're going to want to pull you into that. And it sounds like eye-rolling, sarcastic comments, um, some of these things are, are mm-hmm. effective in doing that. There was a teenager in Jim's youth outreach that um, w- w- when she was feeling really down about stuff, she'd say, if I can't get anything else right to, to go right in my life, at least I can get my old lady to jump around and act crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she would provoke her mom because she cared about her mom and her mom was was with her in it, and so they just do this craziness together, but at least she felt joined. Mm-hmm. She felt like she had some power, some control. So playing into mm-hmm. that with a big reaction um, really feeds it and makes sure that that's going to happen again when the next time the child is feeling out of control. Yeah, so we just encourage parents in that situation to, to, to do your best to make a choice to join your kids um, n- not by buying into their negativity and becoming a, joining them that way, but by joining them through empathy, through understanding, even by putting words in their mouth. Boy, this is really hard. This is really frustrating. I can see you really don't like this very much right now. How do you want to deal with this? How do you want to handle it? And there's where you start to put the God's workmanship message in place with them when they're rolling their eyes, when they're talking back, whatever. Oh, so you don't like my answer. Well, what answer would you give? I roll my eyes, roll my eyes. Ah. <sighs> Roll my eyes. Oh, you're, you're, you don't like how this is going. What would be a better way? And so from mm-hmm. that place of being a little calmer, um, to join them by empathizing with them and then, and then asking a question that helps them choose how they want this to go for themselves, um, it's just a little bit of a script that you can start to run. Calm down, empathize, and ask a question. Yeah. We so have- we hope that helps you. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot going on, and, and this is just a short answer to what is probably a, a much more complicated issue. But, you know, that, three, that three-step idea is a starting place. And then, you know, let us know if you continue to, to feel stuck. We can help you.